The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 374 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is... The Magistrate of Caravan City. I'm Captain Joe Shoes from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are, buddy. What's up? Oh, Gomez, I had such a busy weekend. I really oh. did. The baron of busyness. But oh. this isn't about me, Gomez, because the word on the streets, you know how the streets love talking to me. The streets be talking, bro. And they say, congratulations is in order to you. It seems like your family got a little bit bigger this weekend. Oh, yes. My little baby brother got married. It's pretty crazy to say that sentence out loud. It just, it doesn't feel right, bro. He's, no, it he's doesn't. Supposed, he's little. He's, what, what are we doing? It's crazy. When I met oh. you, your brother was like three or four years old. So in my yeah. head, he's eternally three or four years old, like yeah. still sitting around watching Blue's Clues. I got a picture, my, the picture when he calls me, well, not call, but text me, you know, his profile on my phone. He's like probably 10 years old with a little Jets jersey. That's that's my brother there. But no, he's he's a man now. He's an he's adult. All grown up. This is crazy. He's, we have a new family member, Kayla. A little, we got a sister now. Look at this. Oh, my goodness. So now do you guy. get you get more presents now for Christmas and your birthday and shit? I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, she's been around and we, yeah, we do that. We get gifts for each other. Christmas, yeah. we exchange. You deserve what? gifts. I deserve all the gifts, bro. <laughs> all of So them. this is really uh, congratulations to you, not even your brother. Yeah, bro. I get more gifts now. Woohoo! And then I use my kid. Like, oh, say you want this thing. Like, if I want a game, like, oh, Shiloh, don't we want that new Mario game? Go ask for that. I love it. See, having a kid's good sometimes, bro. Sometimes. Two <laughs> percent. <laughs> <laughs> it's very low. It's a very low percentage. Oh, but no, it was good. It's good. I was the best man, Joe. I had to give a speech. Is I don't know your... if you know what it's like to be a best man. <laughs> I might have a little experience with this. Yes. <laughs> Yes, this is my first time. I didn't think I'd be a best man because I don't see a lot of my friends getting married. So <laughs> I was like, hey, whatever, you know. <laughs> I, I hate to break it to you, but you would not be my I, choice. That's fine. That's because right. I fully plan on having Scott Steiner to be my that's, best man. Listen, I'm sure there's plenty of people. Scott Steiner is definitely someone. <laughs> I Who am I to say? No, Scott Steiner, you cannot know. Of course. <laughs> I would love to see you try. <laughs> I would love to see you tell. You know what, Scott? If that is your real name. Back of the line, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you would be taking away the opportunity for all of my uh, guests to hear Scott Steiner cut a promo about being my best man. 
That's a good man. I should have got Scott. Why didn't you think of this idea? Oh my God. I had this idea. I just wasn't giving it to you when you got married. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I've had oh. this one up in the old noodle for a long time. That Scott Steiner is an excellent choice. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Oh, I'm jealous. I think I'm gonna get remarried. Right, people do <laughs> when that you, when you renew your vows. Yeah, yes, that's good. We're gonna do that soon. All right, we do that. The, the good old 13 year anniversary. <laughs> Let's renew those vows. <laughs> Are you gonna be okay being so close to Scott Steiner? You got very nervous at Comic Con when you saw, oh, but I wasn't expecting Scott Steiner to be there. <laughs> like, that was, I was what, and it was him, and he had the thing on us. It was crazy. Like I said, it looked a little small. Not small enough to confront for best man status, <laughs> but it's a little smaller than usual. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star review wherever it is that you're listening to this. Follow us on all the social media <laughs> at Car Jomez. We are on threads. We're all having so much fun on threads, Gomez. And uh, Gomez and I are on Blue Sky, which really don't even count for a hill of beans, Gomez. Everybody was in such a rush to get over to Blue Sky, and there ain't nothing going on over there. If you guys signed up for threads, because it's easy, right? You you signed up for threads. It was was easy. It's a way to do transfer your Instagram stuff. Eh, Very easy. And you're like, oh, well, this is meh. You can't even imagine what Blue Sky Threads is like the discovery zone compared threads to is Blue popping Sky. Compared, like Threads is woo, bro. Blue. The problem with Blue Sky is everyone's excited. It's like, oh, I need an invitation code. Oh, okay. And then but it's like, not even what? That, like you can't even. It's so difficult to find people. You can't just search like a topic or whatever and be like. Oh, the Marvels. But no, then it just comes up with people who only have that in their name. Oh, this is terrible. I don't even. You know, I you can search things. topics like when you get on, but then you got to like add new discussion points and stuff. It's just, yeah. yeah. That's I have a lot it. of work. It's, it's not as Twitter had it right, man. Twitter. It's best, it's, man. That's why we're still on there. All like, we wanted was a fucking edit button. Like, it's all we ever asked for. Can we edit tweets? I don't want to go viral with 15 typos. Please let me Oh, just... my God. All we ever wanted was a fucking edit button. Jesus Christ, people. And now yeah. you, you ruined it. Now no one can see your tweets unless you pay. And uh, apparently soon we'll all be paying. If we decide to keep on, would you pay to keep Twitter, Gomez? No, I yeah, me neither. No, like I love it; it's my favorite. I'd be sad to see it go, but even for a dollar, what am I doing? I don't Bro, have to pay a dollar. I've been on Twitter so long; I was legitimately in my twenties when I had it. Yeah, bro, I was, Twitter was the shit. My goodness, the old wild, wild west of those early Twitter days. You can still get naked on that shit. It was great. What are you talking? All I see is porn and Cheech and Chong chewables. That's all oh, I the, see. The, the Cheech and Chong chewable. <laughs> Every three tweets, I get a fucking Cheech. Uh, what is it? Tommy Chong chewables ad. <laughs> Bro, it is insane. How much money are they spending on advertising? <laughs> they might be the only advertiser left on on X. Now that you think about it, I really don't see any other ads. <laughs> like I really don't. So it might be they got a good deal. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, Gomez, let's get right into it. Hit that breaking news music. Breaking news. Oh, Joe, what's 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 going on this week, bro? Uh, first off, I want to give a shout out to our double main man, Joey Hudson, because following last week's episode, he got really taken into the story about my my weekend with the mistress and her pets. And he walked around his whole house screaming for an entire weekend. Hot Floridian sex, Gomez. <laughs> it's good. I think that could be a shirt, maybe, Joe. I think that'll be a hot seller. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a shirt. <laughs> it sounds- I'm going to have George work on that. Anything is feasible uh, when I hire George. Love it. Oh, uh, but man. Gomez... As we record this episode, it is back at Select McDonald's. I'm assuming it will be at all of them after its going away tour last year, right? The last the last ride of the McRib. It's back in stores. It is the most overrated fast food item. The way some people talk about the McRib is just like it's the the coming of Jesus. And at best, it's fine. It's fine. It's a it's a mid to bottom mid level Marvel movie. It's got, but it's got the great marketing behind it. You could yes. only get it once a year, or not even right for a while. It was gone for several years. Now yeah. it seems to be a a yearly uh, return. If that was but, permanently on the menu, no yes, one would no one would give a fuck. That's the thing, you know. But uh, yeah, it's it's not good. I've I've enjoyed it more when I tell them to put extra sauce, like extra real sauce, saucy. Yeah. Uh, but it's still it's okay. But yeah, without it, it's not that. I just checked my app. It's it's not available yet for me. I guess maybe by the end of the week it'll start. I, I've seen out, people yeah. are already getting it. They're very excited. Like our double main man, one of the counselor Jeffs. Jeff Manalia is, you know, when I put it out there for questions today, he said, how about this for breaking news? It was already on my list. Jeff is way too excited over this. <laughs> he loves his shit, bro. He loves that McRib. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not even. Like, if they were doing a going away tour and they brought it back so soon, they should at least, like, revamp it, right? Let's do so. Let's snazz it up a little bit if you're going to bring what it do, back What so do you soon. do with it? I don't know. Put a slice of cheese on there? Maybe. Maybe a different sauce. Oh, try a different barbecue. Like a oh, with a new special barbecue. You know, something like that. Maybe like a dry rub McRib. Like a hickory, yeah. Like something more like real barbecuey. Like a real not fucking. Not, I mean, I love like, McDonald's. like a smokehouse or something. Yes, like that. That's what I mean. Yes, a sizzling sweet. Mm, you know, like the Arby's does. Make it special, baby. Uh also coming out soon in January, Gomez. I'm excited for this. If you guys follow youtube.com slash Joe Shoes, my food review channel, you know that I am a, um, I like to test all the coffee creamers. I'm a big coffee guy when I'm sitting at home on the weekends, you know, trying all these new creamers and coffee mate Gomez is going to give us a team up with our friends at Ego Waffles. Oh, yeah, it was like a maple waffle oh, thing. waffle and syrup coffee creamer oh. coming in January. Gomez, you think you're excited. Feel these nipples. <laughs> oh, baby. That I mean, it's not something, you know, I don't drink coffee, but I would I would try something like that. 
That is something I'm interested in. I have a Pop-Tart right over there, the, the Ego Waffle Pop-Tart flavor. I haven't tried it, but it's over there. So I am interested in waffle-flavored things because I love mm. a good waffle, right? I had mm. the uh, Ego-flavored Pop-Tarts. They're, they're okay. Is it like, is it flavorful? You don't really get the... I would say it's a little demure. Mm. I would like a, a little... Like, I want it... When I get these things, I want I want like oodles of flavor. You know what isn't I mean? That, like, I, isn't that our complaint most of the time? Right? Most like, of the time, it's not. It's, like, it's uh, not as flavorful as it should be. I want to be overwhelmed by the flavor. Like, make me yes. without a shadow of a doubt know that I'm having a fucking yes. waffle flavored pop tart here. Exactly. I close my eyes. I take a swig. I know exactly. This is that. Yeah, I agree. That's that's my biggest thing with a lot of the coffee creamers I have. So many of the ones, so, so many of them always kind of taste French vanilla-y to me. Like mm. a lot of the sweet creams or the Italian cream, whatever. It's just like, oh, it's French vanilla under a different name. Yeah, maybe yeah. a little one's a bit sweeter than the last, but for all intents and purposes, it feels like French vanilla. And it's like, no, if, if it's a sweet cream, I want, I want lots of sweet. Extra sweet. Give me that sugar, baby. <laughs> Uh, last thing I got, Gomez, Popeyes has a new chicken sandwich on the menu. It's already out. I missed Ooh. this completely. Popeyes Truff Chicken Sandwich. Truff, T-R-U-F-F. They are a brand of spicy mayo that is now being put on this chicken sandwich. Give the already awesome chicken sandwich a bit extra kick here. Mm, interesting, interesting. You know, for my money, that Popeye's chicken sandwich is the goat. It's pretty damn good. It is. It is. It's a little more expensive now. It ain't three dollars no more. It's no, like not $6 anymore. Dollars now, but it's still, still cheaper than the other things. And mm, it is so good. This I is had something. It uh, it's been a while since I've. I gotta go out of my way to kind of have Popeye's. Yes, Popeye's a pain in the ass. So, it's but always... I'm think I'm interested in going out of the way for that though. I try to. I like a little spicy mayo. It is. I'll put down the list. I do. It's just maybe if I'm like in the area working or something, I'll try to. But just by my house, I don't like the Popeyes by my house. It's always a disaster. It's always an issue with this. So I got to go out of my way to the other Popeyes. Mm -hmm. So mm, it's a shame. Isn't that a shame with something so close? You're like, but I can't go to that. That one's the worst. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I hate that shit, bro. Mm. Exciting stuff there, Joe. I got some news, Joe. We got, we got, well, you know what then? Hit the breaking news music. Breaking news. Yeah, baby. You hit us with the food news. I got some, some entertainment news here, Joe. Ooh. I like after, to be entertained. Yeah. After we recorded the podcast last week, the strike officially ended. There's no more oh. after strike. Get out. You mean they're going to go to work? Finally, they thought they were probably off for the holidays. They're like, God damn, son of a bitch. We got to cancel that Christmas vacation. Back to work. Oh, baby. I'll be honest. I'm surprised it ended when it did. I really thought I this did. was going to go through the new year. 100%. I thought it was lasting to the holidays, but uh, I, just, I didn't remember the full details, but it seemed like the actors got a lot of uh, what they were looking for. It does seem that way. So good for them. Good That's for them. Great. Remember, we are yeah. a pro labor podcast. Yes. So they're back to work now, getting ready. But with that, 
now a lot of stuff started happening again. Oh. So we could announce things, right? Because you can't really announce things, even though things might have been in the works. But you can't really do it when there's a strike. Very hard to market a movie when you, your stars can't show up at the premieres. Yes, it's kind of, you know, that's something that I feel a lot of people, a lot of a lot of reviews haven't been mentioning. They, they want to talk about box office this week, but I don't know, that's kind of important, I feel, when they had one day. I think it end, the strike ended on Wednesday night or something. And so, like, I think they rushed the Marvel girls to like different shows. Like they were oh, on wow. Kimmel or Fallon or something to get that one day promotion. Woo baby. But so we're talking Marvel here real fast. Joe next year, there's only going to be one Marvel movie that comes out. Deadpool. Deadpool three, which is crazy. That's not even like a real Marvel. Movie. I know it doesn't. It's not. So it's like, we're not getting at anything MCU for a whole year. Maybe that's a good thing, right? Uh, it probably in the long run will end up being a good thing. The, the issue with this, and I, I get it, you know, because me as the viewer, I would like a little break, especially from where we are now. I would like a little break from Marvel. But at the same time, if you're a business, can't just stop yeah. making product. You know what I mean? Yes. You got to have something to sell to make money. I get it. So, and I mean, there's like no TV shows coming. So it's going to be very interesting how Marvel, what Marvel does to be like, hey, don't forget about us. You know, yeah, we're still here. I'm, uh, especially with the way Loki just let off, it kind of gives you the feeling that at least for now, they may be out of the TV business until they um, echo. Echo, yeah. But then that's it. I mean, and I guess there's a what if, right? What if season two is supposed to be coming out? But even well, that is that. animated, so it's, it's true. At it's, least it's, it's a little really bit a different. Yeah. Ooh, very good. So some other stuff happened, Joe. This is mm. this is big Gomez news. I don't know if you saw this. Oh, big it's, Gomez it's not... news. So that means Jaws eighty one is coming out this year. I fucking wish, but it's up there, Joe. They announced. There's not a lot of details, but it's an official announcement by Nintendo and Sony. We are getting a Zelda movie. It's live action Zelda. A movie. live action. This this is where the fans are kind of like, oh, because we all assumed it'd be animated, especially after the Super Mario Bros. became good. I didn't really I like the idea of an animated Zelda movie, but just not if uh Illumination was gonna do it, because that's not they don't have that kind of style. Like I don't want a silly Zelda movie. They I was don't gonna really say make... Illumination is more sillier. Yeah. You know, so they didn't really. I've, I don't know if they've ever done a not like a straight kind of uh, animated movie. So yeah, so in that sense, okay. But a live action Zelda is gonna be it's gonna be a little tough, bro. You know that Lord of the Rings show ain't do so good. Like I don't know, is this it's Zelda? Obviously, who but, was gonna play Link? There's nothing. There's nothing going on yet. So let uh, let's put on your your guest booker hat, Gomez. If you're casting. The Legend of Zelda movie. Who is playing Link? I'm just gonna pull up a casting sheet and pick some little blonde twink or something. Like it's not really like I don't think it needs to be anyone. I spe- I hope it's not anyone because that's distracting. Because they're gonna have the little elf ear. You know what I mean? Like it's we just need a little a little small person. Little I go Zach Efron. <laughs> you see, that's too distracting. He can't be so hunky looking. We can't have that. 
I like hunky boys. <laughs> Listen, obviously that wouldn't hurt, right? To get a star to play uh, one of those roles there. But I, I would think they would go on just name and, and just like, this is a Zelda movie. We don't need to have nobody. Maybe the princess could be someone famous, you know. But That's like the way. actual Zelda, the person Zelda, yeah, is a side character basically. She's like you know, right? Like she's, she's just not there. like a yeah, she's just no. there. So it really don't matter I, who plays Zelda. Yeah, but at least like oh, you can put him on the poster. It'll look good for when you got because if you have a movie with all nobodies, I mean, does that work? Even though it's a a big well, who's the IP? big heel? Ganon, right? Ganon is yeah. the big heel. Okay, He's who like, plays Ganon? That's what I mean. It'd be like a CGI, I would think, because he's big and scary. Yeah, I would think so. I I would get Jack Black to do the voice. You could do that. Sure. I would get Chris Pratt <laughs> to do the voice of Link. Oh, baby. <laughs> Let's talk about Chris Pratt. Did you see Joe? The, oh, he got vaccinated? New... <laughs> no, that's not happening. There's a new fucking Garfield movie, bro. <laughs> I don't know who was asking for this, but a trailer dropped today. Chris Pratt is the voice of... Go- what are we doing, Hollywood? Why are we obsessed with Chris Pratt doing voices? I mean, I, he was better than I expected him to be in the Mario Brothers movie, so... Sure, but Garfield is a very distinct kind of... I just don't know why we're doing Garfield. Like, I don't know that, what, what in the world is requiring a brand new Garfield movie to be made. I just it has to be one, it's probably a studio, right? If they don't make a Garfield movie, they lose the rights. It's always that bullshit. And then it's gotta be right, it's a cat. So like Shiloh, Shiloh was into Garfield. We showed her the, the Garfield movies that came out, I guess in the right the, the mid two thousands. Bill Murray Bill Garfield. Murray. Yeah, the Bill Murray okay. Garfield. And she loved it. She was into it. Oh. She watched some she watched some Garfield and Friends, and it was like also like an animated Garfield after that, I guess around that same time. So she was kind of into Garfield for a while because she loves cats. So I guess, right, that's what they're hoping for. Oh, kids will just go because they're cats. Kids love cats, animals. Mm. Talking animals, you're supposed to love this, bro. Yeah, I don't I don't know what changed in me because as a kid, I liked Garfield enough. You know, I'm yeah, not going to say Garfield's I was a full-blown fun. Garfield fan. But man, like I see Garfield now, I'm just like, you lazy piece of shit. Get your fucking oh. lasagna and your Mondays and your fucking pussy whipped owner John. His ugly face. I, when I saw Chris Pratt, I said, "Oh, he's probably gonna be John. He'll be the John character." Now nah, I'm Garfield, bro. Talking like regular, regular Chris Pratt. That's not what Garfield's supposed to sound. Like. No, John will probably be like Will Arnett or some. <laughs> will Arnett's in everything. Everything. He deserves to be. His face is wonderful. I love him. And then they'll get like George Clooney to be Odie. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so we're talking trailers. Let's talk some more trailers. Yeah, Joe. let's talk. I got a trailer too. I hope you're we bringing got it up. Two, right we now. got two trailers to bring up. We're going to talk about this one. Folks, who's ready for Ghostbusters Frozen Empire? <laughs> It opens, and I did see the trailer because it came across my news feed. And it starts off 
with Cruel Summer by Bananarama. And now I'm excited because this song plays very heavily into one of my favorite movies ever, The Karate Kid. So when I hear this song, my mind immediately thinks I'm watching a Karate Kid clip. And no, nothing could be further from the happiness of me watching a Karate Kid anything (laughs) than a fucking trailer for a new Ghostbusters movie. And right off the bat, I'm like, you sick sons of bitches. You got some fucking nerve putting this on the internet in front of my eyes to see to to make me sit through a fucking garbage ass looking piece of shit like a new Ghostbusters movie because let me tell you it looks like shit and why anyone would even attempt to go see this movie after the atrocity against humanity that was the last (laughs) Ghostbusters movie you're fucking out of your mind. <laughs> uh, I don't think the trailer looks very good, but I will say this. I will say it looks like they got like the nostalgia out of their system, you know? And like, I think in this one, it looks like they're trying to do like, it's like a fucking like big budget fucking sci-fi ghost movie that happens to have Ghostbusters in it, which is, you know, like, okay. That was always the idea of Ghostbusters when they came up with it. So let's see. Let's see them do it. I'm putting this out there right now. Here we go. I am not going to see this movie. What? Bro, you have to. No, I don't because I'm not rewarding poor filmmaking. I will pay for your ticket. No, you you won't. Because I don't know. They do not deserve money from my butt in the seat. And we, as a podcast, you can go see it. We will not be talking about it here. (laughs) We're not giving the fucking shitty-ass Ghostbusters any more pub than they deserve. We're going to sit here and talk about Amazon Prime documentaries instead that week. What if they bring back Ecto Cooler? They did so. Then something good would have come from this movie, Joseph. Oh, that was one of the best things that came from the Lady Ghostbusters. It was the best thing to come out of Lady Ghostbusters. That movie oh. is criminally hated on for the wrong yes. reasons. No, I'm not going to fu- sit here fine. and tell you it's great, it's but it's, no, it's fine. And I would have seen fine. a sequel. It's this fine. Deserved the sequel. After- yes, it it's did. better. It's and it's. I'll, I'll take this over Afterlife. I would take the Lady Ghostbusters. Hundred percent. Because at least they were trying something. I will even go a step further and say that Lady Ghostbusters is the second best Ghostbusters movie. Mm, I don't think that's crazy. I know a lot of people be hating on Ghostbusters too. I always liked it because I was a kid and the ooze and the, the painting and the Statue of Liberty and shit. So like I always enjoyed it, but I mean it's not the best movie at all. No, it's not. Oh, the first one? I still like the first one. I always loved it hey, you know, growing I, up. I was never the all hail the Ghostbusters kid. Like It was never like no. my main thing, but I certainly liked it. Yeah. Yes. It was always just a fun thing. Like, oh, yes. Ghostbusters is on. Let's watch Ghostbusters. You know? yes. Not, oh my God, I need all the toys. Uh, well, let's talk about a happy trailer, right, Joe? We got a happy trailer now? Yeah, bro. He-Man, Masters of the Universe. (laughs) 
Masters of the Universe Revelations, I believe, is the name of the show. Revolutions is- now. Revolution. Oh, I think it, the for- last the last part was Revelations. This one is Revolutions. Oh, is part he three Jesus? will be Remorse. Is he Jesus or something? Is this well, what I'm doing? He's come back from the dead like twice already. That's true. He did. <laughs> oh, Kevin Smith dropped a trailer for the newest season. Hey, Joe, what do you think about this trailer? <laughs> what makes you think I have an opinion over something so near and dear to my heart, Gomez? I saw I got excited. I was like, oh yeah, I remember the show that came out seven years ago, it seems. I remember enjoying it. Maybe I'll like this one too. <laughs> oh man, you know. My one of my biggest critiques of the first go-round Kevin Smith had with this show was I I really had a lot of issues with the voice actor selected. They put up like a list of all-star names, a who's who yes. of cast, and a lot of them did not fit. Sarah Michelle Geller as Tila was awful. Uh, she's been replaced by the girl who plays yeah. Supergirl, uh, who's actually married to the guy who does the voice of He-Man. Was it Michelle um, Benoit or something yes. like that? Yes. Right? Yes. yes, or Ben Lost, maybe Benoist, something like that. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so Sarah Michelle Geller's been replaced. I also hated Stephen Root in the role of Cringer and Battle Cat. But one of my other pet peeves, and we all love Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill is a legend, right? He plays one of the most iconic live action film characters of all time, and he's the voice of one of the most iconic animated antagonists of all time 100 percent, yes sir and maybe just maybe we can cut this man a check every week and say you know what mark don't do anything else no other movies no other characters no nothing because your joker is so iconic that when you do another animated character all you're doing is the joker And Skeletor means so much to me that when this trailer opens on Skeletor and I hear the fucking Joker start talking, I immediately start grinding my fucking teeth and wanting to punch myself in the goddamn dick. There's definitely certain people who they just, they have that voice and it's always, I get it. Mark Hamill is, he's the Joker. I agree. It's like, right. When you watch Bob's burger, like it's like this, this guy has such a distinct when he does anything else. Oh, Archer. Yeah. It's Archer. It's like, this is him. So it's like, it's so funny. Like you got a voice. Like that's it. You can't be anything else. I'm sorry. It's just, and then like you said, it feels like the show came out seven years ago. And they turned off a large percentage of the audience who I don't know if they're going to tune in again. I really don't. He-Man feels like it had its moment. Netflix failed to properly seize on that moment. And then by not following up any quicker, they've lost any momentum they had. They already canceled the kids CGI Masters of the Universe that, you know, they barely got done with that. That's over now. And it seems like Mattel's not going to say that they're done with He-Man right now, but for all intents and purposes, with the way they're treating it, they're fucking done with He-Man. 
they're they're trying to do filmation style animated figures right now, which is something that Super Seven did five six years ago and did it better than the ones that Mattel is currently putting out. The Origins line, which was the one thing people were excited about, is now going to be online only. So that's no use to anything. That's crazy. He Man wasn't selling at retail. It's not selling at retail because of your distribution problems and scalp, you know, scalpers aren't a problem. They've always been a thing, but people get, there are a lot of people who like going to the store and finding figures. And there are a lot of people who aren't going to go on eBay and pay twice the price. There are a lot of people who aren't going to go and shop for figures on Amazon or pre-order a big bad toy store or whatever. And so a lot of the appeal was lost for people. And for those of us who stayed with it, I already started selling off the majority of my stuff. Because I'm it. done with it. You know, they they still have a good number of original figures if they wanted to update and put out new ones. But like one of my favorite characters ever in the Masters of the Universe toy line when I was a kid was a character called Cyclone. He was blue and yellow, yep. looked different, he was spun so different, around. Yep. That's going to be an online only figure. It still hasn't come out. Jesus. We're four years into this line. And now, obviously, you got to stagger your line, right? Like, you can't just throw all the bangers up at front and whatever. Sure, you got to give still. a reason for people to stay tuned. But it's just like, what are we doing? And then I guess they decided not to try to make any other characters that weren't included in the original line in this or characters that were included in Masters Universe Classics that hadn't been included in the original line. There's... There's, I feel like there's, they could do a lot here, but I feel like they're missing the boat. I feel like they've made a lot of odd decisions with the way they're doing the toys here. I think the best decision was naming a character after me in the mini comic that came packed in with your Mattel Creations exclusive Coldar figure. You got Magistrate Joe Shoes, which is the reason I am the Magistrate of Caravan City. Love it. Yes, it was a great decision. I think it was 100%. a great decision. I wish you would get a figure. He's not going to get a figure. And now even He-Man.org has officially shut down. Wow. Now their website and news portion had shut down a while ago, but He-Man.org is really what kept the fandom alive for all those dark years before, you know, 2000 X kind of came back. And then, you know, for all the years in between. Yeah. There's a lot in between. Yeah. So right now, all that's left was the forums, but they've become cost cost prohibitive because the amount of people using those forums has dropped so significantly. So now that's going to be shutting down completely. So after, I don't know, God, probably 25 years on the internet, He-Man.org will just cease to exist. So that, to me, tells you about kind of where the base is with this. Obviously, the last go-round, the Netflix series and the CGI show that accompanied it really didn't move the needle in terms of marketing to kids and opening up a new fan base. So uh, here we are, face-to-face, a couple of silver spoons. Time for He-Man to uh, chill out on the show for a little bit. I I mean, what I really get out of this and what after what Mattel showed off at San Diego Comic-Con, I kind of felt like... He-Man's going back on ice and it'll come back in, you know, another nine years for the 50th anniversary. And then, you know, we'll see what happens then. But now the audiences 
a lot older. It's a you know they they the the Netflix show I think I think did hurt it a lot. The the it was a the buzz was very bad it. around the show. The buzz around the show was very bad yes. because even for the casuals who opened Netflix that day and saw a new He Man show, they saw the two main characters both killed in the first episode, and then when Netflix cut it off after five episodes for part one and then didn't release part two for another couple months, they yep. weren't tuning back in for part two. Hundred percent, it kills it. I, I don't. We said it. We said it when it first happened. The moment it's like I was into it, and it's like, oh yeah, oh, I, I totally forgot what had happened. Like it's just, and I don't have time to rewatch episodes like that again. So no, and then as someone who's a He-Man fan and obviously going to rewatch this thing multiple times, it doesn't rewatch well. You know, you get your Easter eggs here and there, that you know, and I was somewhat complimentary toward it when we originally watched it and we did yes. our episode on it but man going back now i'm just like yeah i tried tried watching it a couple weeks ago i just you know what i don't i don't want to do this so what yeah, would what would mattel focus on now then uh if he man's taking the back seat I, I i don't know i mean they have hot wheels hot wheels ain't going anywhere they have wwe they have barbie so i, I mean but I, I don't know. I don't have an answer because I haven't really sat to think about it, about what to do differently. Um, I would love to see a new series. Sure. But a smartly written new series. Um, the style of want, animation they use. I was going to say, do you, want, do you want like a throwback kind of thing? Do you want He-Man to do something new? You know, or do you just I, want Eternia? I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't Man, mind a yeah. new series. Like I, okay. you know, like I don't need, I don't want to rehash of the same stories. I want to yeah. build upon what has already been uh, set as canon. Sure. You know, like if you watch the 2000 X series, which is available on Amazon Prime now, streaming for free. Nice. Um, if you watch that series, it retells the story of the origin of He Man. Uh, in a in a little bit differently of a way than we had already known in the 80s, but it doesn't like shit on the lineage of it. And that's what I want. Just I don't need you to be exact. Uh, you can tell me a new story. Just don't shit on what I already hold close to my heart. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I'm OK exactly. with you changing stuff. Same, yeah. And that's what I assume people want out of the Marvel movies. If you grew up as a big Marvel fan. You're okay with changing things. Or I know there's people who aren't going to be happy no matter what. Yes. Oh, no well, the, what. the comic says this, this, and this. Okay. Like, not everything translates. Yes, but exactly. at some point, just don't shit on the, the, the source material. As, as long as you feel free to change it, just don't tell me, like, oh, and this is fucking stupid. And with Kevin Smith's Motu, when you go back and watch it, I feel like a lot of what he's doing is, like, you know, winking and nod, like, hey, this was pretty silly, right? Yeah, that's like that's old comic book movie bullshit, you know. Like that's the old, like oh, we're a comic book movie, but you know, look how silly it is. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one wants that. Exactly, you don't. We don't want to be made fun of for liking what we like. And and I don't know how really involved with this show Kevin is. I don't. Sure. I never got the vibe that he was a big He Man fan. Even when he would speak about it, I'd be like, this sounds like some guy who just. Like is finding out, like I'm sure he knows of He Man. He's a big pop culture guy, but he's probably 
too old for He-Man when he was a kid, you know, like legitimately. Yeah, so a couple years old, yeah. Like, what does He-Man really mean to him? You know, he's a big comic book guy. I know that because all his yeah. movies are about fucking guys who read comics. But the same way, he wouldn't want to, you know, the things he loved to be shit on in a Superman movie. You know, just show a little respect toward my He-Man. Hear that, motherfuckers? Show He-Man some respect or else Magistrate Joe Shoes is coming to get you. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not looking forward to this series. Um, I think they did themselves a big disservice by having it take this long to get this season out. It should have already been... Going into a show like this, when they came in and they said it's going to be three chapters, you know, revelations, revolutions, whatever, rambunctious, who gives a fuck? Um, should have already been written at that point. You should know where you're going, where you're ending up. The story should have been written as, you know, even don't stop working on it. Yes. You should have banged it all out and then you stagger it. And then you stagger the release like. And it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how TV gets made, but I know it shouldn't have taken this fucking long to do. I don't 10 know. Episodes. I, f- I feel though. I feel we complain about that every like, you know, growing up, things came out the same time every year. September, you went back to school. New shows came out. You know, the beginning of the year, you get mid-season stuff. You go, oh look, there's a new show. But you knew when shit was coming out. You know, then it started like with the Sopranos, right? That was the first time where it was like, yeah. oh, we took a year and a half off this time. Oh, we took two years. It just, but the thing too that gets me is like our sitcoms that we grew up loving, that were getting the big ratings on network television, they were popping out 22, 24, yes, 26 episodes. episode seasons. Yes. You're telling me you can't pop out 10 episodes? 10 fucking episodes? It's that difficult that it takes you three fucking years. It's crazy, right? Shows have gotten shorter and come out even longer in between. It's true. It's it's wild. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. So I feel like all back. the momentum is gone. <clears throat> and I think. 100%. You know, Netflix obviously doesn't re- release their numbers, their ratings, their viewership. So we'll never yeah. know. But I can't see it doing well. Yeah. I, mean, I hope yeah. we get the third part just for the sake of ending the story but because there was there was there was no release date or nothing it was just like hey coming soon is this part three that was the thing too they dropped the trailer with no information around it either it was just like hey don't forget there's a part three coming i was like a reminder right like hey please don't forget about us oh goodness gracious (laughs) i'd be i'd be annoyed too bro i get it they're fucking your baby up here and and the thing is i'm not one of these rape my childhood people in a lot of circumstances yes. you know even when they did the karate kid movie with jaden smith i just didn't see yes. it yes. until it you guys matter. listening forced <laughs> me to have to watch this movie so um, good but like go ahead make the movie it doesn't mean yes like That's i have I to feel. watch it and it doesn't 100%. go back and ruin the memories i have no but he man's different and uh for me <laughs> and it's just i want to be able to still enjoy he man and I don't want to actively disregard He-Man. Listen, I think it's okay because you don't do that with everything. When you do that with everything you love, with every that's when you're like a lunatic. But if you have one special thing where it's like, no, this has to be, that's okay. That's you all know. Right, but bro. I also don't want to be like one of those guys like we always talk about, like 
who what group of people hate Star Wars the most? Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans. And I don't want to be <laughs> that guy when it comes to Masters of the Universe. I get it. I get it. You know, with wrestling, wrestling was a very big part of my life for Bro. a very long time. It's exhausting. These rest, these rest, these this AEW WWE shit every week is exhausting. Why do we care? I don't give a fuck. I get hours of entertainment every week. I don't give a fuck. Whoa, who cares, bro? It's so stupid. I loved wrestling. I tried to make it my living. Yes, you know that's what I wanted to do with my life. But there came a point in time where I did not enjoy watching it anymore. And rather than be the guy who sits there and fucking complains every week because I'm going to see something that's stupid or that I hate or some guy who I think is terrible, I just said, you know what? There are plenty of other things I enjoyed that I'll spend my time on rather than watching 56 hours of new wrestling every week. I get it. Silly. You don't like something, don't watch it. You could you could you could live a hundred years and you wouldn't watch all of anything. Yeah. yeah. All the movies, all the TV shows, pick nothing. So why are we wasting time hating on shit? Like this is so silly. It makes no sense. <sighs> now let's hate some stuff. <laughs> I got a couple quick things I just want to mention. Um I watched yeah. two sports documentaries this week. <clears throat> oh, really? It's been a while. Uh, both have been out for a while. One is on Amazon Prime. The, it's called Kelsey. It's about you know the Kelsey brothers. Oh yes, are a big I've, yeah, I've heard about now. this. This mm-hmm. really centers around Jason Kelsey, the center for sure. the Eagles, and his wife. And going, you know, Travis is featured prominently in it. And they it turns out that they're filming at a great time because yes. the Eagles meet the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And what a fucking perfect timing, bro! It's like some shit is so like, come on. And like, don't get me wrong, like. I, I don't listen to their podcast, but enough clips come up in my suggested feed because they are very popular where I'm like, you know, both of these guys are rather engaging. And now Jason from the Eagles was just listed as like one of the sexiest men alive. He's like a runner up for people magazine. One of the finalists. Yeah. (laughs) And people are like talking like he's, you know, he's got that good look where he's sporty. He's got a nice personality. You can tell he's a good dad, whatever. Yes. I think his wife is awesome. I'm a big fan of Jason Kelsey's wife, uh, Kylie. So I'm like, and and she tells the story in the documentary that they actually met on Tinder and he he fell asleep at their first date. What a first date, bro. Where was that on the list? (laughs) (laughs) Like they were, they met at a bar, like was the meetup point. Terrible. And he ends up falling asleep and the next day calls her. He's like, can we, can we redo that? Like, I'm really sorry, whatever. And then the second date went much better. But yeah, I think this is a a lot of fun. The Kelsey brothers, both of them, very engaging, very charismatic, very good characters. They play well to the camera, but you don't feel that they're playing to the camera, which is why I think they're both having the kind of success they have right now. And um, why they're both setting themselves up for nice, uh, lives beyond football um, So a lot of good stuff there I would recommend it to anyone who's interested I think oh, it's a, a very cool story And then because it's told From Jason's point of view You deal with the agony of losing the Super Bowl oh, You know yeah. afterwards That sucks um, The other one I watch is on Netflix It's a four part documentary called Beckham Oh okay So I'm a soccer guy 
not I don't follow it as even half as close as I used to, but I grew up playing soccer all the way through high school. You know, I had a scholarship to go to college and all that. And I'm, you know, really, really good. And, you know, just like everything else I do. Uh, but David Beckham was a was pop culture, man. David yes. Beckham crossed that line. He went from being just an athlete to being a genuine superstar. And then he's married to a Spice Girl. He's playing on all these, you know, the World Cup and all this. This is an interesting series here. I recommend it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I don't know that I've ever watched a documentary about an athlete who loves their sport more than David Beckham. Really? Wow. That's a high praise there. And it's not like he's sitting there banging you over the head with, I just love football. I love football. I love football. It's, it genuinely seems to have been his life. And he kind of feels like he's struggling when he when he's not a football player anymore, when he's coming down to the end of his career and he just can't be that guy anymore. His entire life was spent sure. being that guy. Yes. And he has a hard time realizing or like trying to move on. And he seems like he's okay. He's got, you know, this nice house and he likes to cook and he he's like OCD when it comes to cleaning. So he's like scrubbing every inch of the countertops as soon as he's done. Like the documentarian walks in the house. He goes, oh, this looks like you never even used this kitchen. He goes, I just cooked here last night. Because I just he's like, I just <laughs> make sure I leave it clean. Damn. You know, and then like there's other examples throughout the thing where he like walks into his kids room. He's like, no, 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 you got to put this away. You got to do this. Like he's just very like everything's got a place and it needs to be there, you know, and Posh Spice gives some a lot of good insight in here is into their relationship and how they met, found her to be very charming, which I really wasn't expecting to, to yes. see going in. I, um, I like this a lot. Um, once again, it's one of those things to have a superstar athlete truly love their sport where I've known plenty of guys who they certainly liked it, but they fall out of love with it. Sure. And then it becomes something they do just because just that's the job. Yeah. It's, it's just the job. Vince Carter was one of those guys. I met Vince Carter multiple times and him and I had a conversation one time where we talked for a good long period. And I think he still played in the league like three or four years after him and I had this conversation. But one of the, you know, we had the thing. It was like, he's like, this is what I know. This is, you know, like they pay me this kind of money. I'm not going to make this kind of money doing anything else. Like, but you could tell at that point, and he was still good, but at that point he wasn't. No, he changed his game completely up. He was not the same Vince Carter, but he was still effective. He but was it was a total effective. different. He wasn't Vince Sanity. No, he was not he even was, close to it. He was, you know, your playing smart old journey, man ball. Your journeyman <laughs> yeah. old man, you know. Yep. Playing and smart. It's just, and it's okay. I think Yeah, teams we, need that. But not even just that. I think it's okay to fall out of love with things. We fall out of sure. love with lots of things. We fall out of love with people. We fall out of love. Like I said, I fell out of love with wrestling. Yeah. Sometimes you have to realize that these things don't define who you are as a person. And for a lot of people, that's very hard to accept in a lot of cases. And it's just, it's okay to find something new. It's okay to try something different. And uh, I hope, you know, people can come to that understanding where if something isn't giving you that joy anymore, it's okay to 
not do it for a while. Don't do it just because it's something you've always done. And I didn't mean to turn this into a TED talk, but like when David Beckham starts talking about like having to leave the game of, of soccer as a player, he just like, even now he's, I think he was 48 years old when he, you know, in the documentary he says, and he's just like despondent kind of still like, I mean, if, if he could play now, if they would let him play now, he probably would. Sure. I get it. Sucks. It's one thing, right? It's, any athlete goes through it, but to be like, like the man, like to be the number one, like yeah. that's gotta be just, it's rough. Yeah. Damn. All right, and that was what's the name of that one? It's just Beckham. It's uh, four four episodes. Each one's about an hour, and it also made me think. Like when we talked about the Stallone documentary, you're telling me you could do four hours on David Beckham. That's what I mean, bro. Like it was good, but it's just like we could get into deep. But I guess maybe he didn't want to go too deep into certain. I'm thinking it had to be that because we very easily could have done a lot more and dug a lot deeper on Stallone. Because they're just like, oh, he had a bad streak of movies. Like, get into it. Like, talk to him about it. What happened? How was he? Yeah. Feel like, let's get, like, come on. It's just like, no, things were bad. But they were good again. And then, like, it's just, oh, I hate that. All right, look at that. Love a good sports doc. It's been a while. We haven't watched any of the, like that. Yeah, these have both been out for a while now. So a um, little catching up on my on my side here. But I, I did enjoy them. I found entertainment in both of them. So if you're at all interested, go check them out. Like I said, Kelsey is on Amazon Prime Video. Beckham on Netflix. I was uh, busy this week with the uh, wedding, so I didn't really watch anything. I did. Uh, did you finish Loki? We started Loki I up again. I did. Okay, we started well, up again. Where are you at with it? We're on episode. We're three. We're halfway on episode three now because we mm-hmm. watched the first one because we watched it when it first came out. Don't remember nothing, you know. So we watched the first three, and we got this three right. The six, six total. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll. So by next week, we'll definitely uh, finish. Did you enjoy the season? <sighs> Very tough. Um, not not down. tough. Not tough as a watch. Tough to kind of grade and give an opinion on. Mm. Um. Short answer. I would say no. Okay. I'll... I would say the show is too convoluted. Okay. I think there are some good performances. I think there is some dynamite character work. I think in a lot of respects, it leaves you confused as to what's happening. Like you really have to understand and follow closely to really get, like I have a general idea of what's going on, but even like as stuff is happening, I'm like, I, but, can't you just yeah. do this? Like, and like I said, a lot of the time, Loki doesn't feel like the god, right? He's not the god of mischief anymore. He's just he like can't do some anything. Guy. Yeah. 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 That's why, like, it was cool in the first episode or whatever, or maybe the second one, where he's we're there in the past or whatever, and he actually gets to use some magic. It was like, oh, yeah, look at this. Loki could do things because he has. He's just been a guy running around for the past season. It, it feels like it's turned into like a, a buddy heist kind of thing between him and and uh mobius and it's just like that kind of stuff like i said the character work is good there's no characters in this show where i'm like oh that person sucks or no like i enjoy the characters it's just the way marvel is trying to reset these timelines (laughs) is questionable i'm at the end of the day i think it's I definitely enjoyed it more than Secret Invasion. 
Um, I did not enjoy it more than Miss Marvel, but I would put this above uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, I'd probably put Hawkeye over this too, just because it, the the show just ties you up, and you're just like, well, I just sometimes you're just completely lost as to what's going on, and you'll see as you uh, finish these last three episodes out that yeah, it's just well, sometimes like okay i guess like sure whatever you say loki uh, yeah i'll definitely uh i'll write it down to remember to uh bring this up again next week get the get the long answer from you but speaking of marvel shows that lead into something bigger gomez oh yeah baby we went to the movies this week for the first time in a little bit. It's been a while. <laughs> and we saw the number one movie Ooh. in America. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> taking home a grand total of $47 million, the lowest opening weekend in MCU history. Crazy. The Crazy, Marvels. It's, it's crazy. Now, Previously to this, nothing had ever done lower than fifty million. Uh, this uh, edged out the Incredible Hulk, Incredible Hulk which right? did fifty-five point okay. four million its opening weekend, and then the first Ant Man, which did fifty-seven point two its opening weekend. Mm. This hypothetical—I think they had pegged this, hoping for a sixty million dollar weekend—was where they were projecting. Yes, it started at eighty, and then it went down to sixty. <laughs> And the budget on this movie was supposedly around $275 million. Okay. That's pretty expensive. Now, internationally, this did another 41 and a half. So by my last total, it was at 88.5. It's going to be that international audience to get it back to Black Ink if it does get there. Because the reviews early on were all over the place about all this movie. So when this came out on Thursday, I you went to see it Thursday night, correct? Yes, I did. Okay, I went Thursday evening as well, and I had hit you up early because I wasn't reading any reviews, but I was seeing headlines that were just absolutely shitting all over this movie. And then you told me you had seen... Some positive reviews. I had seen reviews that were like, it's not the best thing, but it ain't the worst thing. It's it's a fun little, like, it's fine. It's whatever. And then in addition to that, you get the White Knights. And yeah, I don't course. know why this needs to be a thing. Because it, everything needs to be a because thing, Because people like, feel this... like, because this is a female-driven yes. project, People feel like they need to come to the rescue and be like, well, if you don't like a diverse group of women being the heroes, maybe just stay home. And I don't understand that. No, you want people to see this fucking movie. (laughs) Go see the fucking movie. We don't need you to fucking stand up and defend Marvel. You know what I mean? Yes, they don't need your defending, bro. They'll be okay. (laughs) Now, both you and I really enjoyed the Miss Marvel show. Yes, I thought it was fantastic. I thought the little that girl was fantastic. I thought the girl and her family were yes. outstanding. They're very uh, engaging, right? Like you yes. feel like you think you like, especially us growing up in New York. They could have been our neighbors. That's how yes, I felt. Hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. Like I feel like 
they were like my friend's family from school, like picking them up after class. Yes. You know what I mean? I agree. Yes. You know, the, the older brother who's like kind of being, you know, snotty to his little yes, sister. Of course. The parents who are just overprotective. Overbearing. 100%. Like, I yep. mean, I feel like anyone can relate with those those personality traits, right? Yes. And in, the, in this movie, we get the story of Carol Danvers who gets her power entangled with those of Kamala Khan and Monica Rambeau, forcing them to work together to save the universe. Mm, yes. Quick to the point. No details there, but that's, that is the gist of the movie. You don't really need any other details. There. So this is technically a sequel to Captain Marvel from a couple <laughs> yeah. of years ago. It is the first time in the MCU that the sequel does not have the particular character's name in it. Crazy. Yes. Movie made a billion dollars, but let's not call it Captain Marvel. Like, let's just, it's really crazy. Now, at the same time, Captain Marvel, I would rank pretty low on my list of now 33 MCU releases. 100%. I would say it's probably in the, the, the late 20s, probably. Yeah, definitely there. in the bottom third. Definitely. Yeah. Um, just a matter of how low do we go. I'd really have to look at the list. Obviously, we feel like we do this list whenever they release a new movie. Yes, <laughs> you got everyone's. You got you got to re-rank it. Got to do your rankings, bro. <laughs> now, one of the biggest things here is how many people actually watched Miss Marvel to have an understanding of what was going on in the opening I, few minutes of this movie. I saw a lot of like reviews and tweets that were like, "This was my first my first introduction to to Kamala Khan." I saw a lot of that. Where it was just like, I don't know who this girl is. Which uh, I guess it you know it would help if you knew who she was, but I don't think like I don't think it matters all that much. I feel like they did a decent job of kind of explaining it for those yeah. people who didn't watch it. But I feel like if you have watched Miss Marvel, it definitely enhances, sure. especially the first act of the movie. Yes. Now, if you haven't seen Wandavision, you would have no idea who this other, this girl is. He was like, who the hell is this person? So that one, I don't know how they explain that. Cause they were like, Oh, you got powers now. Yeah. I went through a, a, a witch's hex. And it's just like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> so yes, I, that one would be confusing. I, I get that. Even then when you say, like you just said about Loki, like we watched one episode, but like, I don't fucking know. Like I can't be going back yeah. and watching all these. WandaVision was three years ago. Yes. It's true. So, you know, like, so I, even if you did I watch remember. WandaVision, yeah, I didn't remember. I was like, I remember she got powers, but I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. She walked through the thing when she wasn't supposed to. But it's like, that's not the first thing that comes to my mind. Not at all. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, she is who she is. And it's yeah, it's like, yeah, I remember I she got powers. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> it's true, bro. But they, this is what they wanted. This is, this is the world they built. So, uh, so this also is the shortest MCU, MCU film to date at an hour and 45 minutes. Beats uh, Thor 2 and Incredible Hulk by seven minutes. And you know what? Okay. That's in favor of this movie. So we heard a lot of things back and forth. We get a kind of upbeat, good-natured, silly in some places film of uh, these three the Marvels, right? That's yes, what we're Marvels. that's what we're calling them. The Marvels. 
their powers get entangled because of some force throughout the galaxy that is being used by the Kree. And now they are teleporting, basically, whenever they try to use their powers. And they got to figure out a way to work together to take down this this evil Kree person. Who terrible, uh, terrible villain? The villain was. I mean, I know we always talk about bad Marvel villains. This is like bottom of the barrel. Nothing to do. No, nothing. So, I'm just gonna say, I went in unexcited to see this movie. I've kind of been shitting on it in the preceding couple of weeks here. Sure. Early reviews I'm reading are pretty negative. So now I'm like super, like, oh. God, like this is going to drag, whatever. This movie is not bad. I think it's a lot of fun in places. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. But it's a mess. It is a mess. It's a mess of which I think that those seven minutes would have benefited. I think it actually needed that two hour runtime to maybe not make it fucking jumbled where one time you boom, boom. It's like it's a little too much. I think. It feels very choppy. Yes. The editing on this movie feels all over the place. The villain is terrible. The backstory of once you find out Captain Marvel's reasoning for like why she is so ashamed of herself. So sad. and there's a so there we get a scene where she's retelling the story of having destroyed the Kree's supreme intelligence. Yeah. And how she thought she was doing the universe a favor and instead it just makes things worse. But as she's telling it, Brie Larson, for all the good that she does, is the worst part of this movie. Brie Larson is great, right? Brie, I love Brie Larson. I like her in other stuff. I think she's wonderful. But this, she just, I don't know. She just, this character, she just cannot, I, she don't know what to do with this character. Correct. She, I'm like, on the we same don't, boat. We don't know what this character is, right? Because we're like, we still don't understand. It's two movies. And I still don't like I know because I read comics, so I know what they want to go with, but like we still don't know her personality really because she's got this amnesia, and it's just like, what are we doing? How are we gonna root for this person when we still with two movies? I don't know much about her, bro. I can't tell you. Tiona Paris for yeah, she's great. Tiona Paris is Monica Rambo, great. great or good enough, you know, whatever. But Iman Vellani, Kamala Khan, steals this movie. She this is movie, the movie. Without her and without the people yes. who play her family in this movie, this movie would be borderline unwatchable. So I guess like this is where it comes down, right? If you think that little girl's annoying, you're probably going to hate this movie because that's the one thing that works is, is her character. Yes. So she's if you don't like it, fan. Shit she's, yeah. she's, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. But like, she understands she has powers, but now she's such a fangirl for Captain Marvel. And now she's standing beside her and she's finding out yes, this whole thing. And, great. But there is one scene in particular where Brie Larson is retelling, you know, oh my God, I destroyed the Supreme Intelligence. Yeah. I thought, And it is very much the vibes I got as I'm watching. This is supposed to be a serious, poignant moment in this film. And all I, it took everything in my being to not lose my shit and laugh. Because as she's saying, and I just made things worse, and I, I ruined that. I, I started their Civil War. It felt so much like hating Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> just be like, and I killed them, Padme. Even the younglings. All of them. 
All of them. <laughs> they deserved it. <laughs> oh, that's all. That's the whole vibe I got. And I was like, like Gomez said, whatever it is that Brie Larson is doing with this character of Captain Marvel, it ain't working. It's not working, babe. We love you, but just... Uh, yeah, I thought she was a good choice when they announced it. I was like, oh, okay, I think she'd be a good... But I just, I don't know if it's just she, the scripts and, like, she's... She, I don't know. She I seems just... very wooden. She's very stoic. I don't know if they're trying to make her, like, the intergalactic Steve Rogers, like, the low-key, like, you know... But she... So she... That is... So she... Her character is usually, like... She is like that, but she's also, like... You can't tell her she can't do nothing. You're like, hey, you can't. Oh yeah, out. She's like, she's got a chip on her shoulder, like always out to prove that she could do things. I don't get that in these movies. No. Like I don't. That's not the character I get. You know. So I really, I don't. I mean, I, I would be surprised. Like, you think we're gonna see her again? I think at this <laughs> like, point, and and I also think we're in, a, we're between a rock and a hard place with the character of Captain Marvel because. She's so powerful, right? That yes, they actively the strongest. they yes. actively wrote her out of Endgame. Yes. Because they're like, well, when she shows up, that should be game over, right? Like that's that's it. Like who the fuck can step to her? So they're like, oh, but yeah, yeah, she just she's gotta protect the rest of the galaxy, you know? Like yes. and there comes a point where, like, this is always my issue with Superman. Like, if there's only one motherfucker that can afford kryptonite, like, how the fuck do you beat Superman? And it becomes this point again, like, how how do you make it feel like there are stakes when Captain Marvel is the most powerful being in the universe? Yes. So, like, the best Superman stories are, like, human kind of stories where, you know, there's some fighting and stuff, but it's a lot of Superman being human, like learning, yeah. like doing stuff like that. Of course, there'll be some fights, but it's not the main focus. So that's the problem with these movies where you have someone so powerful and you just want to do these big ass action scenes. You know, you got Man of Steel. Well, he's got to fight. So you got to go through buildings, right? Because they're so big and strong and powerful. And it's just like, bro, this is not. And now, so now because of that, right? Every DC movie, they're in a fucking desert. Because they can't have mass destruction now because people complain. It's just oh, these superhero movies, bro. You know, I kind of think with Captain Marvel, we tried it. It's not working. I think we can do more with Monica Rambo. I think we can do more with Kamala Khan. I think there's plenty of ways to go with Kamala Khan, especially. Um, I think Captain Marvel kind of needs to go back into back on ice for a little bit or become like the Hulk, where we don't get yes, but she doesn't get her own movie. She just comes in and she's a side character in everyone's yes. things. Hundred percent. That's I think that is the best way to go because it worked here. If this was just a you know, if this was the same kind of story with only you know without Kamala Khan, we'd be like, oh, you know, this was yes, so very much so. So definitely, it worked because she had someone else to play off of, and you know, she was good playing off of these characters not like everything she did was terrible but you know the heaviness and the emotional stuff is where it's really lacking it's bad you know it's <laughs> i mean you know i i don't want to i'm not trying to shit on this movie because like it was better 
as a whole, the film is better than I expected going in, but it does have a lot of issues. And I know a lot of people are coming out of there going, oh my God, it's a... I saw people saying this was a top five Marvel movie, and I was shocked. That's crazy. I mean, I it's a fun shocked. movie, and like, I don't, I, I would need, what's the other five? What's the other four? You know what I mean? I really, I really need to see what you're into. Because if you're telling me, you know, Doctor Strange and that, like, yeah, come on. <laughs> Maybe you just like some shit. <laughs> now, is it is it better than a lot of the other Marvel Marvel offerings lately? Probably, because Doctor Strange and the Handful of Dicks wasn't great. Uh, Ant Man three was not great. Everything's been. Eh, to okay, like there's nothing, you know. I like Shang Chi more. I was gonna say Sha- Shang Chi, probably the last one where I was like, you know, you know, I had issues with it, but I still found it pretty decent. I mean, the third act is a disaster, but what um, else is new? but the you know everything up to that point was pretty fun. I will say this. How about this? I feel even though the villain was bad in this movie. That the third act isn't terrible. This is actually a Marvel movie where the third act is not terrible. And I agree. It actually with that. is better than the like because the beginning's a little crazy. And then when they all come together, like that last half of that movie is really enjoyable. Because it doesn't feel like just a mishmash of just all sorts of insane CGI. Yes, because there is no big bad. Like there's a yeah. battle, but it's not like this big dramatic. Like they come and they fuck this bitch up. Like they're like, what's up? Get like, these hands, bro. Here's the thing, too, is with the the, you know, with the way the movie ends and the way we get this solution where Monica Rambo is like, well, well, how about I just I just make her promise to go start your yeah. son up again? What if, we fix, what if we fix the problem? And it's like, oh, Captain Marvel's been sitting in space for 30 years. Not, yeah, like exactly that. It's like, <laughs> like, oh, all she had to do was punch the sun and then when she knew things were worse off because of what she did, killing yes. the supreme intelligence, like all she had to make do it was right. Back. Make it right. And I fucked up. <laughs> she couldn't have done that decades ago. Instead, no. she just been sitting in the in the ship by herself playing NBA Jam on Xbox. You know, too ashamed to come back to Earth to be with her dying friend and and niece. Really, you're that ashamed, bro? She don't need to know about it. <laughs> What you've been doing in space? Stuff. Okay. That's yeah. it. Move Hanging on. Hanging out, playing Nintendo. You know, doing Beer, stuff. Cock. No, I, I massacred a race of aliens. Well, you're not telling that to the little girl, bro. I killed them all. <laughs> oh, let's hit some music here, Joe. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? All right, Joe. The Marvels. Where does this fall on your main man standings? Tough movie to grade. Um, I get it. There's a lot of know, bad. <laughs> the the good is good. Yes, but the bad is real bad. Uh, one of the things I did notice in this movie, it completely ignores everything that happened in Secret Invasion. Which hundred percent that did not exist at all. Did not, and I'm I was kind of surprised because I didn't realize 
like there was enough time to kind of ignore the yeah. events of Secret Invasion, you know? <laughs> I would have thought that this movie would have been in the can, you know, long before. They do last minute edits, baby. <laughs> and maybe that's why a lot of this stuff makes no sense when it comes to yes. the scrolls at the end. Maybe we it just, was longer. We get like three minutes of Valkyrie just being like, oh, don't worry. I'll, yeah, I'll pick them all up and take them to new uh, whatever. New Asgard. New Asgard. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's just, I think, and I think that's a plus. By the way, I don't, I don't mean that as a slight. Yes, Ignoring no, everything from Secret Invasion, Secret Invasion is a good yes. idea, and if hopefully that'll help more of this story going forward to to further ignore the events of Secret Invasion. Right, the thing was <laughs> yes. fucking awful. Um, this movie would be unwatchable without Kamala Khan and her family. I I believe that. 100 uh monica rambo i enjoyed i thought she was perfectly fine I, once again i i hate saying it but brie larson just whatever the case this is a big miss on marvel's part with the casting at the time it seemed good like gomez said but for whatever reason whether it's the writing whether it's just the actress herself they are unable to figure out a way to make this character work and be engaging and you know, make you feel for, you know, something for this character. It feels very wooden, very bland. She's not given off anything to really latch on to. And I think they're really going to have to reevaluate how they use this character going forward. At the same time, it's a de it's decent enough where I didn't feel... Like I just been put through the ringer at the movies where I was so happy to get out. When it was over, it was over. And I was able to go, ah, could have been better, but it also could have been a lot worse. I'm going to put this right in the middle, a double and a half main man, two and a half stars. Yeah, I've been going back two and a half, three, because like I, uh, the, the stuff I like, I really like. And I really like, you know, I would watch it again. It's so breezy. I think that'll help the movie because I think people will give it a chance. Maybe when it comes on Disney Plus or something, they'll see that quick runtime. I think people are going to realize this ain't so bad. I don't think it's a bottom of the barrel Marvel, but there are parts that are bottom of the barrel. Like, it's pretty crazy. Like, you get a weird mix in this movie. When people tell you it's a mess, we ain't kidding, bro. This movie is a mess. And even when, when I got out of the movie, like I said, I've been seeing people who are really excited about how much they enjoyed this movie. And I, I honestly don't get that. I really don't. I also don't get the people who are like, oh, worst Marvel movie. No. Like that's, it's not, it is not even. You have, like you, there's fun to be had in this movie. Like yes. it's fun. I thought Samuel Jackson was having a good time, you know? Yeah. And I'm pretty, you know, I've had my fill of Nick Fury at this point, especially yeah. coming off Secret Invasion. I thought he was good. The fucking oh, that's just that's just that fucking killed me. Which come on, bro. The, I thought the the cats they weren't bad, like that whole scene at the mm -hmm. end there. That was I was like, okay, this is a funny way to use these things. Yeah, because I wasn't on board with it before, but this was good. I like this is funny. This is, and it was so comic booky because it was so silly and outlandish. Like it was this was a fun. So I'm, I'm gonna give it the three. I'm gonna give it Ooh. the benefit of doubt. I'll give it the three. I think there's it's short enough that even though there's bad, the good outweighs the bad. So three 
Check it out, folks. Come on. Uh, we did get two. One mid-credit scene, one post-credit scene here, or two mid-credit scenes, depending on whatever your definition of these are, is. The first is a scene with Kamala Khan waiting at the home of Kate Bishop in a callback to the Samuel L. Jackson, Tony Stark scene where he says, "Uh, let me tell you about the Avengers initiative. We get Kamala Khan sitting there, and she says, oh, I bet you didn't think you were the only kid superhero out there. Yes, baby. So she's recruiting Kate Bishop. We got the appearance from Haley uh, Haley Steinfeld, who was in the Hawkeye show. So here we go. How many people are like, who the fuck is this? 100%. (laughs) Because I'll tell you, right, there's two two credit scenes. For that credit scene, no one said a fucking word, bro. Not that my theater was packed. Because it was it was pretty empty for a fucking opening Marvel. This is how we Mine knew it was well. gonna be pretty bad. I say maybe those twenty people, maybe twenty five people at most. I didn't have two hundred that seat, many. I had may- maybe between twelve and fifteen in mind. You know, and you know they seem to enjoy the movie, but uh, that credit scene they didn't say nothing. But for that next one, they was hooting and hollering, bro. They were all excited to see this bullshit. They were all excited to see one person because the first person you saw was a lot of, who the fuck is that? Yes, 100%. (laughs) When we get Maria Rambo sitting there, Monica's mom, still alive in an alternate timeline, and then all of a sudden we are joined by Kelsey Grammer reprising his role as Dr. Hank McCoy, the Beast. Yes, a fully CGI beast. This was not the makeup usually... They put the little makeup on these guys. No, this was a fully CGI beast. Look good. I thought it looked good. I thought it looked good, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I guess. So I guess the, I don't know. We we still doing Fox stuff? Is this to to wrap up this Fox Universe bullshit? I well, don't know. Obviously, whatever timeline she ended up on is on the timeline with one of the Fox movies. It does. We don't know which one. So, um I figured we be continued. I figured we get an X Men thing because of Kamala Khan is a it's supposed to be a mutant, inhuman yes. mutant, whatever they decide in this week. But uh, no, it was told. I was like, I think we're probably gonna get some X Men. Like maybe Patrick Stewart will come out and like rec- try to recruit her. Or some bull. I figured something like that. But then this, I was like, okay, because then you know they revealed that Monica Rambeau is this version. Of uh, another Mar- Captain Marvel kind of alternative. well, Maria Rambo, Maria Rambo, excuse me, yes, like she's doing an alternate version yeah. of like a Captain Marvel kind of thing, you know. Unless you know the suit, because they, they did a uh, you know accurate suit, you have no clue what the fuck's going on, and that's what, how it what, ends. What she called by by um, I forget uh, the name. Of it. It's yeah. so it's like a one word title, and it's just like what it's, what is she? I was gonna say biopsy. I know that's not it though. It's but... something because she switched it. Like, yeah, some bullshit. So I don't know. Um, I I also thought if we didn't get that, I thought maybe I had a feeling they would do something with an alternate timeline. But I figured this would be how you do Fantastic Four, because the whole Fantastic Four is that they're supposed to be the only superheroes for a while, you know. Gotcha. So to be like, oh, we're on this timeline where we're we're the Fantastic Four. What? There's no other. It's just us. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm getting nervous, bro. 
Fantastic Four. Either way, I think this is worth the watch. If you're on yes. the fence about going 100%. to see this movie, I would say go see it. I There are a lot of worse ways to spend your money than going to sit through this movie. And obviously, if if it was just plain bad, we would tell you that. But it's not. Real fast, Joe. I did. I read that uh, MCU book. I uh, I got it. It was good. It was interesting. Uh, I'll say I liked the book a lot because it was like a, like a time capsule when they were talking about things. Because they'd be like, "Oh my god, I remember that this happened back in you know 2012. Okay. Like you know, this was the big rumor. This was the thing like that. So that was fun. The one thing I just wanted to bring up because we talked last week about the rundown and. The Rock. How much money did The Rock make? You said like thirteen million, twelve and a half million, twelve and a half million. Um, how much did Robert Downey Jr. What what did he make for Iron Man One, Joe? Oh, geez, what could it have been? A million dollars, five hundred thousand. His career was that low, yeah, and Marvel meant nothing that they did that, right? So okay, he made half. Okay, sure. How much you think he made for Iron Man Two? Now that it was a big smash hit, ten million. 10 million exactly. Oh, really? So okay. the, the Rock made more money still in his first big, this is my shit. Crazy, bro. How much That's did he insane. make for Endgame? Uh, I think 30-something million. I was like I million. thought it was 50. Oh, it could be. It might be, but I, it was definitely, it was over, it was over 30. It was, it was, it was a 30. lot of fucking money. It was a lot of fucking money. <laughs> He's made a lot of money playing Iron Man now. So don't feel bad about that 500,000. Yeah. Turns out that that was the best investment in himself he could have ever made. Oh, my goodness. So this week, there's a bunch of movies coming out. Uh, there's a new Hunger Games movie coming out. I'm a, we're big Hunger Games people here. We'll see it eventually. I mean, I've never seen my any house, of them, actually. They're pretty good. I read the first book, and then I watched all the movies, and uh, I enjoy them. It's a good story. Uh, this is a prequel. This is like um, the villain of the uh, Hunger Games movie. This is like his story, how he came to power. Okay. Uh, the book's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be the movie's supposed to be good. So that's exciting. Uh, there's a big horror movie coming out this week called Thanksgiving, directed I've by seen Eli a lot of Roth. I've about this. So if you remember, uh, remember Grindhouse, the double feature with Quentin Tarantino yes. and, and Robert Rodriguez. And in between the movies, they did fake trailers for movies that did not exist. One of the trailers was Thanksgiving, directed by Eli Roth. So now over 15 years later, 20 years later. Is it that long now? I think it was like two, 20, uh, I think 2005 maybe. For, oh, for man. It might be a little, I'm not sure. But it was in the mid-2000s at least. So it's getting close to the 20 years. So now he's directing a full-length version of that horror trailer interesting stuff and then the third movie trolls baby the return of in sync we got our tickets for thursday night i I, i'm not going to see it you don't but i would assume that the trolls movie will make more than every other movie made this weekend because the marvels was a big disappointment at 47 million dollars but the number two movie this was one of the steepest drop-offs i've ever seen since we've been kind of clocking this five nights of Freddy was number two. Like we said, it had a monster opening week, but it's been on streaming, whatever. So how many people really going to see it now at this point, $9 million. So from 47 
to nine as the second place movie. That's crazy though, because Five Nights at Freddy been out for two weeks and it's still on Peacock. So so that's yeah, that's crazy. Kids, wow, kids are crazy. It's up to a theatrical take of 127 million. Insane! Wow. Uh, so that's it for movies. We ain't gonna go to movies, but there's two things on streaming this week that we should write down that we're probably gonna check out. The first is there's a show on Apple TV. I know nobody's got Apple TV, but you know, this interests me. It's called Monarch. This is a Godzilla TV show. It is about remember in these new Godzilla movies, there's like the agency. Monarch, like they track the monsters and all this shit. Okay. So it's a show about this. Um, I've heard from multiple people. Yes, you know, it's a show about the humans in the Godzilla world, but you will see Godzilla. You will see monsters. Like you will see these things. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, oh, yeah, there's a monster. hundred. No, they interact and stuff like that. Supposed to be good. It starts. Kurt Russell is in this show. Oh, and they do flashbacks, and his son plays the younger version of him also. It's very, very cool. It's supposed to be good. Check it out. And then this we're going to definitely talk about next week, Joe, on Netflix. Scott Pilgrim takes off. The animated Scott Pilgrim comes out this week. Oh, what's that on? That's on Netflix. Okay. So we'll definitely check uh, you know, that out. It makes sense because if you go on Netflix right now, at least on my homepage, the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World movie is in the featured you know, oh, showings yes. right now. Getting everyone ready, yes. So this is like a a retelling of the movie comic, but with some differences thrown in. It's not going to be But they're 100%. all, it's all the characters from the movie but it doing is the every, voices. Yes, everyone from the movie. I'm pretty sure everyone from the movie is back reprising Including old Wooden Brie Larson. Yes, she will be there. <laughs> oh, good. So we got a busy week, but you know I think we we need one kind of main thing to to put it all together, Joe. What, what do you think? Do we got my wheel? We got your wheel, baby. Oh man, bring it up, the, Gomez. The wheel of fortune is back. Oh baby, we still got some bangers on here. Oh, what's it gonna be? Let's spin it. The wheel, ladies and gentlemen, has landed on Spice World. 25 (laughs) years of Spice. Oh, my goodness. Now, this movie is not readily available on the streaming platforms. Um, I don't believe you can rent it anywhere, but that's okay. Because I got your hookup. Because we're sending DVDs to everybody. (laughs) That's right, folks. I will be streaming this all weekend long. We're going to be watching Spice World on the Twitch stream. Twitch.tv slash MezMovie. Come on in. Watch Spice World with us, baby. Oh, I'm excited. See Meatloaf in his greatest role. (laughs) Oh, man, that's going to be fun. I can't say that I've seen Spice World. I mean, I probably, when it first came out, right? I can't think of. I saw it in theaters. 
I I saw it when it, I rented the DVD, and I don't think I've seen it ever again. It's been twenty something years. What do you Gomez, say, twenty five years? When you went to see Taylor Swift the Eras Tour with the Swifties mm-hmm. in your household, and you said, and people were dancing and they yeah. were sick. That was Spice World twenty five oh, years yeah? ago. Dancing in the aisles was a young Captain Joe shoes. 16 years old, a dime in his pocket and a dream in his heart. And what a time it was to be a spice man. I'm excited to check this. I'm excited to have this to have this talk with you. I do this review with you. It should be fun. I can't imagine what I think about this movie 25 years later, though. I love it even more. It's the best. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. What took me so long to rewatch it? <laughs> uh, but Joe, that's next week, baby. So why don't we finish up this week? Oh, you got it. It's now time for the finish. Big finish time. Look at this wheel. It's it's dwindling down. I gotta I gotta replenish it. Yeah, so if you guys have any topics you would like to see covered in the big finish, feel free to send those over. Yes, anytime. I will throw it up in there and let's see where we go. Karaoke songs. What songs do you like to get down when you're singing your tunes? This will be fun. Here we go. This is so easy easy for you, right? I want to say Gomez is number one. (laughs) Of course. It is. This is my number one, bro. You go first. My number one, Semi Charm Life. Woo, third eye blind. It's a bang. That's a great song to sing when you're having fun with your friends. But you, drunk you are the worst at singing it. <laughs> Cause listen, I know all the words. I can sing all we know everyone loves the song. But when you've had a couple beverages, sometimes the words they don't come out. And the words are coming fast because you don't remember, because you drink it. You know, karaoke's hard sometimes, okay guys? <laughs> At one point, Gomez sang this song, stood up on stage, and just stopped dead in his tracks and said, The words come so fast, El Shoe. For me, my number one song is Jump in the Line by Harry Belafonte. You may know it from Beetlejuice. You may know the cover by the Cherry Pop and Daddies on the basketball soundtrack. I love that song. It's a toe tapper. It's great for a live audience. I sang it to my uncle Razor, Scott Hall, and he looked at our buddy Damien Darling as I was performing this song, and he said, hey, this guy is a star. So that's how you know it's good. Uncle Razor, seal of approval. Love it. I love it. Number two for me, I think I'll go with Red Hot Chili Peppers Breaking the Girl. You know, you get a nice, oh, nice. Ew. Ew, what? That's a good I, song. Too, too slow for karaoke. 
Nah, when not every what every song is supposed to be jumping up. So you got you're supposed it, to be upbeat. Every fucking no, song should no, be upbeat, happy. No, no, yes. No. 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 I'm not singing gonna... a slit your wrist song, but you know you gotta bring it down sometimes. Oh no, no, you don't. You're the worst. Disagree. Number two for me, share. If I could turn back time, it's one of those songs everybody jumps into right away. Love it. I gotta think, what would I be one third one? So I, I don't have a steady, you know, I I, I will mix it up. Because I also, you know, you guys see what they got. Sometimes you, you go, oh, look at this song. So I'm trying to think. What's, what's your third one? Well, I think for my third My one third one, I feel like karaoke should have some kind of parameter set. Like, be kind of upbeat, kind of happy. I also think a good trait to have in a karaoke song is a song that people don't necessarily remember until they hear it. And they go, oh, fuck, I remember that song. Which is my number three choice, Flavor of the Week by American Hi Fi. Number three, you gotta bring the people, you gotta gotta hit them with the showstopper, Skyscraper, Demi Lovato. You gotta hit them. Bro. You don't you you gotta do some bad. You don't not when you go to a concert, bro. You gotta bring it down. But that's sometimes. different. That's a concert. I'm going to a drinking event with a bunch of people who can't sing. I don't want to hear them try to sing meaningful. That's songs. the fun part. Is the people try? That's what karaoke is. I don't want to hear you fucking sing. Go fucking sing your song on. No, I want someone trying to sing, trying no, to hit the. No, you know. That's I want what, people having a good time. Yes, do a that's little disco a dancing. Time. You're having a good time going, I can hit that note. I got no, this. No, no. That's, that's <laughs> it's embarrassing. Embarrassing? Why? We're having could, fun with drinking. You could be the emperor of embarrassment for all that you've caused me today with these selections. Oh, my goodness. Well, what songs you folks like? Please hit us up. Tell Tell us what kind of what kind of songs, right? What's the listen? Yeah. I'm not saying I want ten straight songs of downers, but you know you gotta bring it down sometimes, bro. Come on, no, not a karaoke. Oh, sing some Kelly Clarkson. If well, you can sing since you've been gone's an upper. It's like taking pure cocaine to the brain. <laughs> uh, all right. So we'll, we'll stick with those upbeat ones. Uh, my enough. life would suck without you. You want to tell me that's a downer? That's great. Well, it's sad though. She's singing some sad I'm stuff. Not gonna si- I'm not going to sing "Breakaway" at karaoke. I mean, moment that, like this. What about moment like this? That's a good song, right, Joe? You like to at sing karaoke? That I don't think I would pick it there. Oh my god, folks. We need your help, folks. Please. That song I reserve for live event wrestling shows and the bedroom. Hot Floridian sex. <laughs> Hot Floridian sex, Gomez. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the Car Gomez podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or anywhere that you're listening. Remember to leave a five-star review. Drop that in the comments. Tell us your karaoke songs and why 
Gomez is completely off base with his selections. Uh, follow us on all the social media at Card Jomez. You can follow all my personal stuff at the Joe Shoes, youtube.com slash Joe Shoes, and of course, prowrestlingtees.com slash Joe Shoes if you'd like to further support. And remember, big Black Friday sale coming up 20% off t shirts over at prowrestlingtees.com slash Joe Shoes. Ooh, very nice. I'm the Gomez154, Instagram and Twitter, and Blue Sky, I guess, I supposed to say. Well, you're actually the Gomez154.bluesky.app.ci. Who the fuck knows that Blue Sky? Uh, and folks, don't forget the Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash mezmovie. We watching Spice World. And you know what? Maybe we'll watch, I think I'll throw some TRL stuff on. Let's have some fun. Let's throw yeah. it back, folks. We're going to have a good old time on the Twitch. Please don't forget to follow. Can't wait. I'm actually excited to rewatch this because I... I don't know if I ever saw it outside of the movie theaters. So this will be good. 25th year anniversary, Gomez. And they're going back on tour soon. So I can't wait for that. I want to go. I want to go. I said it. I'm going to go. Go see the Spice Girls. But until then, let's make like Tom and Cruise. Peace.